1: Lives Matter advocate,
0: Crow. Sorry, I can't breathe.
1: Sorry. You had something you wanted to say? Yeah, I can breathe now. I'm good. Okay, go ahead. You wanted to say something? Did
0: I want to say something? Yeah. Hello?
1: (laughs) I had something really important to get to. Yeah. This level on homescapes is really hard.
0: (laughs) That's where we're at right now? I'm
1: just having a hard time getting past it. Yeah. Um, That's. I mean, that's the stuff I got to worry about.
0: Well... Yeah, I mean, we kind of, uh, we're kind of reaching for a subject to talk about tonight, and uh, we we're thinking about it and trying to scratch together some subject, some topic to talk about.
1: Can you hear me? I can't hear me.
0: Yeah, you sound really quiet all of a okay. sudden, but yeah. uh, your levels are good. Okay, so.
1: good. I'll trust you, sound guy. All right. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, this level's tough. It's been taking up all my time. I, you know, I've been pouring myself into it. I don't know what else is going on in the world.
0: Oh, you know what that is? What? Hear that s- background sound effect there? That's not my soundboard. No, I can't hear that's anything our f- at all. That's our phones telling us that uh, the... Uh, tel- yep. A curfew has just started in Minneapolis oh. here. So guess what? Uh, what? Rooster is recording at the uh, under, uh, second underground bunker here. Now he's got to spend the night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I can get out of the city of Minneapolis, though.
0: I've got a mattress in the uh, furnace room. It's next to the freezer.
1: That's where you always made the hooker stay when you chained him <laughs> to the boiler.
0: All right. Well, I guess enough fucking around here. We got a lot to get to.
1: Speaking of fucking around. Yeah. Um. So you and I disagree on the, the George Floyd thing to the degree that you think the cop was justified in... Putting his knee on the guy's no, back.
0: No, no, I do not think he was justified. I think that did not cause his death.
1: Oh, okay, all right. I thought you were saying when we were talking I think about it was show,
0: shitty that they didn't render aid when he when he when he went limp.
1: Ah, uh, okay. And I wasn't seriously trying to paint you as a bad guy here. That's easy enough to do without doing yeah. this. But um, most
0: people I know would say that that cop was a shit stain.
1: Well, I I think he was... I think he's a horrible person.
0: Yeah. I, I, the more I look into it, the more I've, I'm wondering if maybe like, you know, we got the autopsy report and um, saying that, you know, there was a bunch of, well, we have amended autopsy reports, but the initial autopsy report said that he had fentanyl in his system and uh, meth in his system. Um, He had underlying conditions, big guy, all that heart conditions, all that kind of stuff. Fine. That contributed, but being, you know, um, coming down from whatever fentanyl, if you got a cop kneeling on you and you go limp, maybe that cop ought to check on you. Yeah, you know, it's pretty shitty to sit there. It was like a nine-minute video. I don't know, five, six, seven minutes. He was on this guy along nine, with along with, along with two other cops. On his on his back and um, another cop doing crowd control or I'm, I'm quotation marks here crowd control. Cause there's only a few people telling him, Hey, stop me check on him. He looks like he's dying, but, you know, dude, bro, just look, you need to look, you need to help this guy. So the cop just sat there and kind of like looked at him like fuck off and yeah. didn't check on him. And it's a shitty thing.
1: That was the thing. It was the look on his face.
0: Well, you know what? It was a look to me was it was a cop that's been a cop for a long time. 19 that's had years. to deal with a lot of shit and, went over the edge a long time ago and shouldn't be out there anymore shouldn't have been out there for a long time and i think the problem is we will get into this more but the 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 first issue that led up to this is the fact that there aren't enough police officers out in in these cities and especially these liberal cities because they try to defund the police or you know they think that they're you know that they are um a bargaining chip for raising taxes and all that um but when our uh police chief Dono in minneapolis airdondo in minneapolis uh, came in, he requested four hundred more police officers over six years and the city council said nine yeah fuck you basically and the no, reason they gave him nine the reason you'd want that many police officers is is for a reason like this if you've got if you're spread thin and you've got a bad cop out there you're you're more likely to go oh all right let's just uh you know let's just get we need the cop we need the bodies let's just you know, move along and, and, you know, hopefully things will be fine. If you got a bunch of cops, you'll say, this cop might be a loose cannon. Let's let's take him off of the whatever beat he's on, replace him with a, you know, a fresh cop that's not uh, that's not looking like he's about to murder everybody every time he turns around. Maybe we'll do that.
1: Well, and there's a lot of pieces to this. There's, um, I, I'm going to sound like a dick when I say this. I mean, you get why I'm not giving the full story behind this, but there is a person I know... Pretty well, who's very connected with these sorts of things, and said uh, in law enforcement, told me, Look, there are, they said, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Brooklyn Park, or Brooklyn Center, um, kind of the same thing. They really have the same sort of populations. The person told me, just like, you know, same situation, same kind of communities. Said, This stuff doesn't happen in Brooklyn Park. Brooklyn Center, and uh, it's either Brooklyn Park or Brooklyn Center, I can't remember which one, and St. Paul. But it's seven times more likely to happen in Minneapolis. They have incidents of this. And I said, why do you think that is? And this person told me their opinion, not the opinion of the law enforcement agency they represent, said it's Bob Kroll, the police union head. And I said, and there's a, a local civil defense attorney, Bennett, came out and said the same thing now he's got a vested interest in being diametrically opposed to Kroll because he's defending a lot of these people but so I'm not offering an opinion on the guy I don't know but he said and this kind of fits this narrative that and this person I talked to agreed that the cops in Minneapolis there's a culture of um, hey we just don't want and it comes from the top down and it's not all the cops but it's the sort of thing that we don't like being called out on stuff. You know, it's kind of a policing's kind of a pain in the ass. And Kroll has said a few times words to the effect of, hey, you know, if people are gonna get out of line, you gotta snap them back in line pretty hard. And that that culture, I think, sort of worries me a little. I don't know if all of that's true, but what I do know is there are two junior cops in this arrest who are saying, shouldn't we roll him over on his side? I mean, guys with less than two years on the force. And the guy with 19 years just said, no. It's really hard, I think, in any union situation, but probably even more so with cops, for the two younger guys to tell the older guy, no, come on, we got to do this, you know? Right. And then on top of this, I think the problem is going to be even bigger when I think this guy is going to get acquitted. And there's two reasons I think he's going to get acquitted. One is the initial autopsy on uh, Lloyd. Is it Floyd? Floyd, George George Floyd. Floyd said that traumatic asphyxiation did not cause his death. That's different than asphyxiation. So... You, and now the family has hired the uh, coroner, celebrity coroner. Who Baden, does, Michael Baden, Who did Epstein's thing. Yeah. So he said asphyxiation could have caused it. Well, the difference is traumatic asphyxiation is your windpipe has been damaged. Mm-hmm. Asphyxiation could mean your heart stopped. Right. So both of those things can be true. And so people are looking at it saying... Well, this one guy says asphyxiation did, and the other one's saying asphyxiation didn't. No, they're saying two separate things.
0: Well, and also people are thinking that Baden um, performed another autopsy. He didn't do that. He's just going by the reports of the initial autopsy.
1: He's just reading reports. On top of that, Mike Freeman, Hennepin County prosecutor, put a woman on this case who I have never heard of, but... This person I know in law enforcement who was telling me about this said she is a fucking rock star. She is great. If anybody can get this guy prosecuted, she's the one. Well, I think she's white. So you can't have that. You got to have Keith Ellison jump in. Who this person was surprised even passed the bar. Okay.
0: Yeah, you don't. Ellison
1: is the prosecutor now. Yeah. And no, he's not going to prosecute himself, but he's going to pick the people that are gonna do it. And I'm gonna guess that the first the quality they need first and foremost is an amount of melanin.
0: Right. Of course. It's Minneapolis.
1: So what did they want? Because because uh um I keep wanting to say for a minute. Ellison is a politician, first and foremost, not an attorney. He wants to, you know, put a head on a pike here. And that means charging first degree murder. Which First-degree murder means that you planned this. Now, it's possible to apply first-degree murder to this because these two guys have a history. They've worked in the same place, so we don't know if they knew each other and didn't like each other or whatever. Right, if
0: they can prove some sort of grudge.
1: So first-degree murder, the, the premeditation, from what I understand reading this, is it could apply in this case if Officer Chauvin pulls up and seize him and go, here's my chance. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to make that stick. Right. And so second degree murder, which would have had intent, which would have been a lot easier to prove, which would mean he kept his knee on him longer than he needed to because maybe he wanted to kill him. Certainly third degree and, I mean, manslaughter and all that stuff, those are going to stick. But they're swinging for the fences on this. And the problem is the jury doesn't get to say, You know what? First degree murder seems like a lot. So we're not going to go with that. Let's just do second degree. Is everybody cool with that? Okay, good. And they decide based on the charges that are leveled. And so stepping up to first degree murder and in many people's idea, downgrading the level of the prosecution means this guy is not going to get convicted. Right. And then what's going to happen?
0: Well, we know what's going to happen.
1: It's going to go boom. Yeah.
0: Yep. And it's not gonna just go boom one direction this time.
1: I know. It's not. So And you know what's funny is I live out in the suburbs and there's people talking about the suburbs now. They're the Karen's are wringing their hands going, Oh my god, these mobs say we're coming for you. Do you you." know what you call
0: a group of Karen's? What? A privilege of Karen's.
1: (laughs) I think I heard that before. (laughs) I heard another one too that was pretty funny. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, it was like a clusterfuck or something like that. Anyway, so, um, and a perfect example of this was my wife's on one of the mom's groups on Facebook. My wife is not a Karen. But people were posting, they said they saw this Jeep that had a Boogaloo Boy sticker on it. And this person goes, who posted this goes, I have it confirmed from law enforcement that Boogaloo Boys are white supremacists Mm -hmm. who are trying to bring about the second civil war. Um, none of that is true. No. Boogaloo boy is a 4chan trolling thing. Now there are people who say, and we've talked about it before, they're ready for the boogaloo, but these people have their, um, as a friend of mine put it, their buried school bus on 50 acres of land and say, get the fuck away from me. You know, they don't want any part of any race war or anything like that. They want to have their 3000 rounds of ammunition, two years of canned goods and 20 acres of whatever between you and them. Yep. That's all they want. You know, they don't care who gets eaten. It's just not going to be them. And so I said, I told my wife, I said, look at this. It's a Jeep at Cub Foods with Minnesota plates on it with all this shit going on. I said, it is probably a troll who wants to, who wants to go to Cub and get some food before they're worried they're going to have to stay inside all weekend again. Yep. You know, I said, that's what it is. I said now if this is a Jeep, if this is a big beat up suburban with a gun rack in it with Idaho plates, maybe you got a story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I gotta no. take issue with a little bit what you you said first and foremost most uh, Keith Ellison is a politician. I say first and foremost he's an antifa supporter.
1: Well, yeah, he's an activist. As
0: is his son. Yeah. Do you know his son's on the city council? I'm sure he is. His son is on the city council. He tweeted out as this was going down as the looting and the riots were going on that I wholeheartedly support Antifa.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: So um, these guys are just pieces of complete shit. Yeah. And every bit of this, I mean, we're kind of, I guess, bearing or not bearing the lead, but not kind of framing what we're talking about here for, for a posterity, I guess, um, you know, Minneapolis basically became a war zone uh, uptown along Lake street um, a lot of areas that people weren't expecting it to get to were just businesses were looted, uh, burnt down. My favorite bookstore in the city, Uncle Hugo's, the old nation's oh, oldest science fiction bookstore.
1: Talking, to, I thought you were talking about the Lion's Den.
0: Uh, it was uh, burned completely. It was, looked like it was just basically a crater because so you know all the books got on fire. They didn't loot the books; they just burned it, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, I went look. Bought,
1: look, and I know people will say this is racist. It's not. I'm just. This is a fact. I think most of the people who were there probably couldn't read half of those books.
0: Not at least above a third third grade level. Um, so yeah, I went. I went there after the day after the first, the first night. I went the next morning. I was helping with some clean up with some businesses that I that I know, and um, you know, because I wasn't going to just show up and clean up after looters. It'd be like wiping their ass after they take a shit on the street. I'm not going to do that. Fuck you guys. But uh, cause especially since we knew they'd be back again the next day. But I walked by Uncle Hugo's, and it was a crater all the way down to the basement, and it was next to a dentist's office who who got pretty much looted and um, didn't burn down, but it's pretty much destroyed. Um, but it was like unrecognizable. I was like, is this exactly where the bookstore was? Yeah, this is where the bookstore was. I mean, not even walls, just a crater, basically, just completely burned down. It was a back wall? A little bit of one, yeah. But um,
1: So don't exaggerate so much, okay? It,
0: it really looked like a war zone. It looked like Kosovo. You know, you got burnt, burned out car husks. You got um, the cop shop.
1: Did it give you flashbacks to your time there? (laughs) We don't talk about that. (laughs) Um, Because it's not official government record. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: talk about the boogaloo again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it just, it reeked, you know, just stunk of, uh, you know, of of everything burning. And, um, you know, the, the National Guard showed up at 4.30 in the morning on the second night of the rioting and looting so the first night was like a kind of a surprise the second night was worse Um, and that night you know what I'm sorry I I didn't show up the first night I showed up the second night second after the second night or the second morning I'm sorry so that was the worst of the looting so that's when they completely burned everything down Um, and there were people I knew that were watching from a liquor store as the buildings in the tobacco store across the street were getting looted and burned down. And then the bank next door was getting broken into and burned down, and that's when the people at the liquor store were like, yeah, we better get out of here. And as soon as they left, the liquor store was just completely ransacked. They tried to burn it down, but I think the um, the suppression, fire suppression kicked in. So it basically just flooded the whole place, and uh, they just trashed, it completely trashed it. That liquor store in Chicago and Lake had just done a $2 million renovation, just finished a $2 million renovation. So it's pretty uh
1: So they burned down their white privilege?
0: Yep. So yeah, it was pretty disgusting. And then that when I was there that next uh morning, the uh National Guard was there and I well thought, well that's pretty good. But that uh, turns out I talked to the people and they're like, no, they showed up at like four thirty after everything was over. <laughs> and it's not the National Guard's fault, obviously, that they showed up like they did because that's that's leadership, which we'll get into, how shitty and fucked up the leadership was and how they basically fomented every bit of this in Minneapolis that the Democrat party especially is the cause of all of this.
1: Well, and there were on on Larry Korea's page somebody somebody put up these statistics. They went through and they looked at all the cities that there were there were there were demonstrations in. I think there were 140 of them. And they cited something about, you know, population over whatever cuz there are lots of towns there were sit-ins and things like yeah. that in, but major cities And I think it was populations north of like 60,000 or something. I don't know. Something like that. I'm pulling that number out of my ass. But of those 140 cities that had demonstrations, 30 of them had riots. And it broke it down by governor, mayor, city council. There's not a single one that has a Republican mayor and city council. Yeah. Not a one.
0: What does that tell you? It's pretty simple.
1: It tells me... And I wish, and I'm, I'm going to get shit for this, somebody saying, a white guy telling black people how they're supposed to think.
0: Yeah, it's, fuck off with all that, by the way. I'm, not, I'm so tired of it. That's
1: not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I wish you would open your eyes to the, to it. this stuff spikes in election years all the time. And the reason it spikes like that is because the Democratic Party has a vested interest in In keeping minority populations uh, angry and on entitlement.
0: Yeah, dependent. Angry and dependent. And
1: so what they do, and I'm sure people aren't going to like this analogy, is they treat them like fighting dogs. They put them in a cage. They treat them like shit. They give them a few handouts. They don't really want to be around them. You know, because they don't live there. They don't want to be around you. Joe Biden's not living in, you know, a black community. Um, Nancy Pelosi isn't. Those people aren't, you know, they're living in very privileged areas. And I use the word privilege in a sneering way. Um, But they're not living near the people they claim to represent. But every so often, they keep them a little starved. And they poke them with sticks to get them all riled up. They let them fight it out. They throw them a few scraps. They throw them back in the cage and go, ooh, who's a good boy? And then they leave them alone again. Yeah. They're not interested in treating black people as people. They have to identify everybody, by their skin color or whatever. And you see this all the time when people say, well, you know, if... Uh, if a black person says a has a conservative message, they're dumb fuck, sellout, Uncle Tom, paid tokens, blah blah blah. It's never wow that person has a differing opinion than me. And yes, there are some conservatives who say shit about white people who think differently too. I mean, but it's this idea that the Democratic Party, run pretty much by white people, tries to tell black people. What, what their reality is like, and it's yeah. just it's disgusting to me.
0: Well, they tell they'll tell they'll use all the buzzwords though, um, you know. We're, we're your ally. We're trying hard to be your ally. Where we're we're being we we want we want to magnify your voice, but we want to use our privilege to amplify your voice.
1: Well, did you see and a great example? Did you see that uh, Tim Walls, Governor Walls, went down to? um the site where George Floyd was killed. He didn't want to. He didn't want to distract from it, so they didn't have any media there. Well, except for one person. Do you know who that was? Esme Murphy. Nope. <laughs> the uh, he already had his softball interview with her. The uh, Hispanic CNN reporter who got arrested.
0: Oh, okay. on live TV Yeah. That yeah. Walls apologized. Mea culpa, mea culpa. Just
1: so happened to be there yeah. at the same time Walls was there. And Walls fucking apologized again. That's so powerful. Now, the state troopers should not have arrested that guy. I mean, he was he was in you know, their covering, and I, I realize the press has some privileges, but they didn't want them there. And he said to them, just tell me where you want me to go. Yeah. Where do you want me to be? And the state patrol, in that particular instance, those four people or whoever were there, Failed and arrested him. They shouldn't have. They should have been like, get over there. Right. But he was trying to comply with them. Yeah. But Walls has had to go out of his way to apologize over and over. And I can't prove a negative, but I think if that was, you know, some CNN reporter who was white, he wouldn't fucking care.
0: No. Well, uh, CNN, local news like Alpha News, he wouldn't even have thought twice about it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Let's talk a little bit about. Right off the bat, the response by, by walls and we'll start with Mayor Fry. So Minneapolis Mayor Fry, who's a complete fucking pathetic sack of shit, who has no business being a leader of
1: anything. So my son and I I don't mean to distract your point, um, but I'm going to hijack it again. My son was asking me about this and I said, this is what you get when you have an activist for a mayor and not a leader. And he goes, what's the difference? I said, the activist gets up there and goes, I feel your pain. You know, you people are angry, and I understand, and you have every right to be angry, and we need to do better. White people, you need to blah, 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 all the stuff. Instead of saying what he should have done was gotten up there and gone, look, I get it, you're mad. That video's disturbing. Everyone's disturbed by that video. But before we do anything rash and riot and tear this place up, Let's let the process play itself out. And yep. Then, if then if it doesn't play out well, then then we can be mad. You have every right to be mad right now, but you're only going to wreck your own city if you do this. He should have called for calm. Instead, he threw gas on the fire. And
0: that's what I'm. That's what they all do. All the Democrats do that. Everyone, not just the politicians, but the fucking celebrities. Um anybody anybody that considers himself uh left, um progressive, democrat, they all do the same they have the same fucking playbook, pour flames on the fires of uh uh racial discord. That's what they do. So there's right I've got CSN news here. So Minneapolis mayor calls for peace. So um he here's the article. As Fury erupted in his city Wednesday night, Merrick Jacob Fry of Minneapolis went on prime time with Chris Cuomo and expressed his anger about the police officer who killed a handcuffed suspect as the man laid on the ground, uh, complaining he could not breathe. He goes, uh, he wanted honesty and action, he called for in the city, and then he invoked this. He says, we're talking about 400 years worth of this kind of racism. Demanded justice for Floyd and for the whole city. So that's the kind of shit you get from someone like that um, immediately. And that's the first thing he did was say, this was a black man Killed by a white cop. He said it just like that. And then he goes, it shouldn't be a death sentence to be born black in this city. That yeah. was like the first fucking paragraph of what he said. It's, it's fanning racial hatred pure and simple he's not the only one he's just most he's just very blatant about it because he's such a f- he's so uh, he's hamming it up for you. if he's not crying he's putting on this fake i'm a tough guy look at me how tough we minneapolis people are tough and he's just a f- he's so fucking fake it's ridiculous you can smell it you can smell his weakness a fucking mile away he's he has no business being mayor but you know the minneapolis minneapolis voted him in minneapolis voted our, our governor in uh we've got a uh, Democrat-run city. I mean, we've had little blips of Republicans, very weak Republicans here and there, but this is a Democrat city. This is the result of fomenting racial hatred for years for saying the white man's keeping you down, even though everything's been going good, the tra- trajectory for everybody has been going up. and But no, no, the reason you're not succeeding is because the white man's got his foot on your neck. Uh, well, or, or his knee on your neck, I guess is what the term's going to be now. But that's what they do. and there's no reason for it. There's no reason to sit there and go, well, white people are fucking you over, just like the city council member. I mean, I'm jumping all over, but I, I've got to get to this point. Uh, there was a semi truck that got onto a bridge on the fourth night of protest. They had cordoned off the freeways. No, supposed supposedly, yeah, yeah, supposedly cordoned off the freeways, but they didn't. They left it open. Some truck driver wasn't didn't know this, got on the freeway and was trying to get his and he knew the riots were going on, but he had a product to deliver and he says, I gotta do it. So he gets on the freeway. They had thousands of people on the freeway where they shouldn't fucking be allowed to be. And they he came barreling in, saw the rounded a bend, um, pulled on his horn, miraculously, heroically stopped his truck before he killed anybody. Got pulled out of the fucking cab, almost beaten to death. Um, they arrested him immediately it's Minneapolis city council member um no
1: there there were it's to be fair it's worth mentioning there were people protesting there who were trying to stop the crowd from beating him too
0: yeah uh, sure yeah so, um yeah cuz he would have been murdered if somebody hadn't interjected and tried to stop it I was watching
1: the video they were going to throw him off the bridge
0: yeah so uh, Minneapolis city council member uh, what's his name it's Winkler what's his first name i keep thinking henry like the fonz yeah so i get it wrong it's well, like it's jacob jacob winkler yeah, or something I like that so. Um, he, he immediately tweets out that I, somebody told me, a friend of mine told me that this guy had Confederate flag stickers all over his truck. Did
1: he say a friend of his told him, or did he say that to defend himself later when they asked him why he said that? That's
0: a good question. Cause I think that's the part I was hearing the fit- the, the defense of it. So I, yeah, yes. he just went out and said, I heard that this guy had a Confederate flag and then people were getting after him on Twitter saying that's not true. Why are you there? I've been watching. I watched the whole thing. There's no flags. He goes, well, a friend told me and I trust this friend. That's kind of the interaction back and forth. He finally took it down after four hours or something. Didn't, didn't apologize or didn't, you know, didn't even explain. He just said, I had some inaccuracies in my tweet I took down. So this guy gets exonerated finally. He gets arrested. Um, they find out, yeah, he, didn't, he wasn't trying to kill protesters. He actually, was, he actually was pretty heroic in the fact that he stopped his fucking truck from killing a bunch of people. He
1: went on a bridge full of people at 60 miles an hour and managed to not kill him with
0: flammable liquid in his, in his rig. It, it, you can't stop a truck that, that way with liquid in it. You can jackknife very easily if you stop too fast. And if you would have jackknifed that fucking semi
1: spilled gas all over the bridge
0: and just plowed into a bunch of people, there would have been a lot of injuries and deaths from that. The guy, the guy was pretty fucking good at what he did to stop when he did. And then some fucking protester sat down in front of the fucking truck. Do you see that? No, there was some fucking or one or two of them either sat or laid down in front of the truck um, as he was trying to stop. And right at the very end, he had to kind of, as people are trying to reach into his fucking cab, busting his windows out, he had to kind of swerve to the side to keep from hitting the person sitting in the fucking road in front of him. Yeah, The guy's a fucking hero. And they tried to paint him as a racist that was trying to murder protesters. All the news coverage, even Fox News, all the news coverage was saying, uh, Man, white man, uh, plows through a crowd of protesters on the bridge. Plows through a crowd of protesters on the bridge. And then
1: he would slowly, they would slowly dial some of that back. They'd be like, white guy rolls through, and they just kept changing it. But can you imagine? Just and thank God this didn't happen. Can you imagine if that flammable liquid, if he hadn't been able to stop in time, he hit some of them, but he was trying to stop that truck. Jackknifed, tipped over. A liquid came out and it started on fire. Do you know how many people it would have killed?
0: Yeah, quite a few. There was but thousands of people on the bridge. That
1: would have been an incident. Would have been deemed a racial incident that he was jihading himself to steal from the. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: did you hear that they came out with with his, his conversation with a friend? Um, I don't know if it was text messages or did you hear about that? No. They got a hold of his. I don't know how the media got a hold of this, but they got a hold, of, and I think this has been verified that there was messages between him and a friend saying uh some friend saying yeah you're going out in this he goes yeah i got a job to do someone's got to do it and he said oh him. my god and then so they he, twisted that and no but then he goes hey if something happens to me take care of my wife and so they said oh oh it was a suicide mission I oh know. he was playing you know that's the kind of shit they were pulling
1: and that you know yeah we can look at that and say we know exactly what he was saying. yeah exactly. yeah he's like i gotta deliver this stuff yeah.
0: Yeah, But he's no hero like St. George, so I guess he's not going to get a fucking, when he dies, he's not going to, or if he would have died, they wouldn't have given him a fucking golden casket burial.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I look at the way people twist this stuff, and I think, you know, I've heard people say, well, the only thing, the only way we're going to save this is if we become balkanized. We've always been balkanized. People have always stayed in their groups and everything, their tribes and all that stuff but we've always at least had this idea that we're all Americans. And I hate when people say, no, you know, it's, it's this group against that group or whatever, but they'll, the same. they're the same people when during a lockdown, they'll keep reminding you "Well, we're all in this together, you know, it's advantageous to them. They'll say that. But now in this case, they'll be like, shut up white people. You don't get to say anything. Yeah. You know, you've talked too much already.
0: Well, yeah, good example is Rush Limbaugh went on The Breakfast Club, which is a morning show, syndicated morning show with three black people, um, pretty popular. They always have; it's they've been having Democrats on. They've got a lot of exposure lately because they had Joe Biden on. Joe Biden when he yeah. said, uh, you know, if you if you're having trouble de- deciding whether or not to vote for Trump yeah, or me, you, you ain't black. The God yeah, Rex which Trump. I I re- actually refuse to say at this point. Um, <laughs> so. Rush Limbaugh said, I, I want to have a dialogue. I want to, I want to kind of let, let people, let them know how we feel, how I feel. And I've represented a lot of my listeners and I want to kind of have a dialogue. And he goes on there and I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, he was so calm and you know, he, he got a little bit, um, they got a little bit back and forth, but he stayed pretty calm. I was screaming at my radio. I was so fucking mad at these fucking disingenuous pieces of shit.
1: You know, your radio can't hear you, right? I know. I, I know. It, you know it me, doesn't go both yeah.
0: ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was raging. But uh, it's basically, uh, it came down to, well, what do we do? What's the problem? Systemic white uh, privilege, white racism is the problem. Okay. What does that mean? White supremacy. supremacy. So what do we What does that mean? Define it? Couldn't define it. Um, Well, what do we do? Well, we we get rid of systemic white supremacy. Well, how how do we do that? Well, they wouldn't define it. You know why? Because they want to burn it fucking down.
1: Well, so they can't define it
0: because they they know if they were honest, and they told you exactly what they want, they want to burn it down. They want to start fresh. They want Wakanda forever. And the thing is that, and when I say that, I don't mean like. I mean it's basically us the the Bernie Bro attitude and all that that creeping socialism, creeping communism, and the the promising of a better a better world. If you, it's like the uh, the the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's what they're fomenting here. And they just give every little group their little piece saying, this is what we need to do. We need to burn it down. It's going to be beautiful for you. So the blacks, you're going to have Wakanda. For, you know, the Bernie bros, you're going to have a socialist utopia. For the communist Antifa, you're going to have, uh, what is it, The uh, survival of the fittest. And you guys are the fittest, so you're going to be the best. You know, <laughs> That's the kind of promises people, these little people, these people are getting to, to, to work in concert to make, to destroy, to tear everything down.
1: I wish I could remember who said this because I think it was Dan Crenshaw. Um, and we've mentioned it before many episodes ago, but that revolutions generally don't work and they usually kill the revolutionaries. Oh, yeah. no, Noah's Buck Sexton. Yeah, oh, smart. Said, um, and you only said that because you don't think Dan Crenshaw is. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Dan Crenshaw.
0: I do not hate yes, Dan do. Crenshaw. Yes, you
1: do. Uh, we're going to get some Crow Hates Dan Crenshaw t-shirts. Oh. Here. Anyway, so it was Buck, St- Buck Sexton, and he said um, that uh, revolutions don't usually work. They kill the revolutionaries. The idea that the United States had a revolution against the superpower that it fought, and it worked. And not only did it work, it like it flourished. Um, he said that just that doesn't happen. And he says that has a lot to do with the people we had running it. And I've had people tell me that they say this country is built on, this is going to trigger you a little bit Mm -hmm. built on slavery to a degree. That's got some truth to it. Um, is the majority of the country built like that? No, there are, there is old money in this country that came from industry that was built with slavery. But so my question is, if you want to make that right, does that mean you go all the way back through that genealogy and take those people's wealth and redistribute it? Because let's just say you do that. Let's just say the Vanderbilts, for example, and I don't think they were built on slavery, but if you take, there's what I think was uh, transport transportation. Um, if you took all of the Vanderbilts wealth and spread it amongst the aggrieved classes, what would that do? Would it make everything better? Of course not. Or would it make people be even more resentful? I mean, it's not going to fix anything.
0: And it's it's proven now at this point that if you apologize or you capitulate to the enemy, the left, you're not going to get quarter. You're not going to get any kind of like... um,
1: It's a confession.
0: Yeah, and that gives them more um, impetus to come after you even harder, to get more from you. And that's how they act. That is that is their that is their game plan. Make you admit you're wrong so they can make make you uh give up something and then you know they go in for more, go in for more because you've already showed your weakness.
1: Well, I mean this honestly and sincerely. Show me the example of a person who doubled down on you know, what the left of left viewed as um you know, something they said or whatever, show me the person who instead of capitulating and kowtowing and saying, you know what? I'm sorry. My my bad. I was born white. I don't get it. So, you know, black lives matter, you know, that kind of stuff. Show me the person who didn't cave, who stood their ground and still got ruined. Okay. I mean, yes, there's going to be people who spent money getting sued and all that stuff. Show me the one that's not still around and I can show you five or six examples of people who stood their ground and are still here. You know, their livelihood's not ruined or whatever. Show me, show me the ones who surrendering are in a better situation. And it's just not the case. Right. And my point is the screeching mob can't stand up to, People who say, that's not going to work with me. You know, when they say, you're a racist, instead of going, oh, right, I'm sorry, I don't understand your experience. who you go, fuck you, I am not.
0: Well, there's a speech given by Malcolm X that's been going around talking about the worst kind of white person is the white liberal. Yeah. And he said, actually, the conservative liberal the, or the other whites you can actually work with because they're honest. In what they believe you can, and he goes, the, the white liberal is, you know, basically he, I'm not, I don't know, word for word, but he said the white liberal is a snake.
1: Well, Malcolm X was distrustful of people who helped minorities and wanted credit for it. He was basically saying, show me the white person who wants to help you and doesn't want any credit. You know, someone who will do it anonymously. And he goes, basically, then I'll show you a good white person. But his point was, there are so many people who want to help black people just to say, "Look at me i'm you know I'm yeah. taking a a selfie with uh with a black person. Some of my best friends are black and, i mean you, you know,
0: can you can sum up liberalism. you can sum up the left left with like two words now, and it's virtue signal. yeah, that's what they're all about.
1: I get people i'm I'm to the point of <laughs> my building that I work in. Uh, put up a sign that says you have to wear a mask. I'm like, fuck you, I'm not doing it. And I checked with my company attorney. I'm like, they, they can't make me wear one, can they? He goes, no. He goes, they can't. But is that a fight you want to have? I'm like, fuck yeah, it's a fight I want to well,
0: have. Well, wait one. a minute. Right before, well, you're not, you weren't in Minneapolis, though.
1: No. Yeah. But anyway, he says, your, your building owner can't make you do it, you know? So is it a fight I should be having? Probably not. But I'm tired of giving up on these fights. So when somebody says something like, "Well, how many of your friends are black or multiracial or whatever?" My response is not to say, "Well, here they are." It's to go, "Fuck you." Yeah. Who cares how many of my friends are? You know, I'm not keeping track. And they go, "Oh, that's cuz you don't have any." I'm like, "No, it's cuz I don't see people as like that black person is this way and that, you know, Indian person is that way and that Chinese person is that way." They're just people
0: and whether or not you so, or have uh, friendships with other races doesn't mean you're automatically racist It means you live in a demographic that's probably you know majority of whatever race you are that's not a big that's not a big uh, big whoop to me at this point
1: Well look uh, my family is significantly Irish okay and uh, significantly Irish Catholic I don't have a whole lot of problem with uh, Irish or English Protestants, but you know hey if I lived over there I sure would. I don't check anybody by that because it doesn't fucking matter. Right. But,
0: you know, yeah, I mean, that's we're just getting back to what the problem is. Everybody's trying to figure out what they can do. And, and you've got the, the the left basically telling not giving you answers. It's like I said, with the breakfast club. It just comes down to systemic white race. Uh, 400 years. That's the saying. That's the term now that they're all using. Wall said this Fry said it. City council members in Minneapolis said it that 400 years of systemic racism. And that's, you know what that comes from? I looked it up. Where, where did they get the number four fucking hundred years? This country's not even 400 years old. It's
1: that Project 1680. They say the first
0: enslaved Africans first brought to Jamestown, Virginia was 400 years ago. So that's where they're saying it started there. That's this nation started right there. This nation started on the backs of slavery right there. And it's it's built for white people and it's run by white people. And it's not, there's no way black people or or, or minorities can succeed in this unless we start fresh, start new. You know what that means? It, we've seen what that means. It means burn it the fuck down.
1: Do you know? Uh, do you know how those white slave traders got black slaves? You know who they bought them from because they bought them. They didn't chase them down. Was they it didn't. black
0: people? That's so racist. Well, let me Rooster. put it this way. Let me Don't put try it to tell me it was black people. Let me
1: put it this way: it was people in Africa.
0: Oh, South Africans. Like Elon Musk,
1: yeah, like Elon. Elon <laughs> Musk is a proud African American.
0: His ancestors were the ones that yeah. sold slaves. I see. Yeah, I see how that works. Um, yeah, no, it
1: was warring tribes in Africa who captured who captured prisoners and they sold them to white slavers. That does not absolve white slavers of it. But it's not like in Alex Haley's Roots, where they show the beginning of it. Some white guys, you know, chasing down some <laughs> some underfed, malnourished white. Europeans chased down a bunch of these uh, black Africans and threw nets over them and caught them. Right. That's how Alex Haley would like you to believe. That's how it happened. That's not how it happened. It was, uh, it was Africans selling slaves. And by the way, after this country was founded, the, the uh, North African, mostly Muslim countries were taking slaves too. Right. We fought a war with them to free slaves. Jefferson did that. We built a Navy to go over there and free slaves from them. Right. So,
0: but I'm the, I guess I've been, I've been so enraged over, over the, over this, like realizing that this is what we've been talking about for so long. How the, the liberal, the leftist, the Democrat attitude, the, the, the fomenting of hate, the, the pushing of, of envy, you know, and, and, um, um, Glorifying envy and glorifying all this saying, yeah, you you deserve that victimhood, you know, um, that it was going to lead to this. We've been talking about this, um, that this is what we're afraid. We're afraid it was going to happen. Like basically riots leading to possibly some sort of like almost civil war, like, um, event. And it could still happen. Like you said, if the, if these this officer gets off because of just a completely faulty prosecution and he gets off. This could turn into a, a race, a race riot, war, and I'm not, when I say race riot, I it's not exactly. I think in the major cities. Yeah, it's not exactly what I mean because it's going to be a lot of white liberals, and a, a lot of antifa type white people, and and you know a, a decent amount of black people fighting against a, a bunch of other white people and some black people. I mean, it's not going to be like one side against the other, black white. Well, but it's it's mostly ideology at this point, but and and culture, but you know. There, there's a majority on one side and there's a majority on the other side. That's just how it works.
1: I started to talk about the, uh, you know, the Karens and the Boogaloo thing in the suburbs and right. everything. And these uh, these black people saying, hey, we're coming for you Richies and whatever. And, uh, you know, they're going to come out to the suburbs. First of all, they're not going to come out in groups of 3,000 people like they have been in the cities. Sure, you might get a couple cars of, you know, angry inner city kids or, you know, Antifa kids or something coming out and doing more than spray painting some buildings. But your average suburban police department is more than capable of handling 30 or 40 people are going to riot or do whatever. But you start getting out into the suburbs where, you know, down in Chicago and Lake, how much property does somebody have that they're protecting? Not much. Are they likely to own a gun? Not really. You start getting out into the suburbs you're running into about 50% of these houses or more who are like, this is my fucking house. I worked hard to protect, to own this. And more than half those people have guns. And so you start trying to kick in somebody's door like they did to Tucker Carlson. Yeah. You run a pretty high risk of getting shot. Right. You're not going to see happening, you know, events happening in, uh, one of the Minneapolis Saint Paul suburbs where they burned down an entire city block, and a thousand people are throwing rocks and bottles. Right. It's just not going to happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, most most of this was um, not residential areas that were being destroyed. It was it was business areas, and then maybe a couple houses that were you know because they have some residential houses in these that were that were targeted. But most of it's not neighborhoods. And you're right. The reason is people are more willing to to protect their homes. And when you have a business in Minneapolis, you've been treated like the enemy by the politicians here, the Democrats. And basically as just, you know, um, they're leeches off. Your, they'll take your, your tax money. money but um,
1: they'll tell the voters you're screwing them.
0: Right. And they're not your friend and anything and everything that you do, um, is going to be, um, you know, scrutinized by, by them and to look for an, a reason to vilify you.
1: Well, again, it's poking that dog in the cage. Thing. Yeah. That's what it is.
0: But if you're a business owner in Minneapolis and you want to protect your business, you're going to think twice about it because you're going to think, well, if I do end up protecting my business and I end up shooting somebody or end up hurting somebody, um, what's going to happen? Well, I'm going to jail. I'm going, and I might get prosecuted to the full extent of Keith Ellison. You know, Keith Ellison was sitting there telling all the people, the businesses that wanted to open during this bullshit COVID stuff, um, they're like, "This is enough. Enough is enough. We want. We're going to open." What was Keith Ellison doing?
1: Twenty five thousand bucks a day. Calling them up. And we're gonna keep all your profits, which he's not allowed yeah, to. Calling do. him up
0: and threatening the fuck out of every one of them. Yeah, and and that was what he was doing all fucking day long, just letting them know you're fucked if you open.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, that's what that's the kind of people you have in charge of your city if you're if you have a business in Minneapolis. In your state, yeah, in your state. If you and and you think and you think, well, I'm just gonna protect myself. I'm in the right here, and you know, you know, before you don't even have to think hard about it. You're like, no. I'm not gonna they're not gonna back me. I'm gonna be the bad guy here, even if I'm doing everything right, just like that that truck driver mm-hmm. that was a fucking hero that they tried to paint and it's just it was so blatant that he wasn't trying to kill people. That's the only reason that that he wasn't hard and feathered as as a horrible racist if he would have died and the truck would have blown up or whatever they they would have figured out a way to, to 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 paint him as the as a monster that this is what we've been telling you about this is what's been this is what you this is america this is white america for you what what they want for you and that that's kind of shit. I'm, I, I live in minneapolis i don't live in the thick of it but you know close enough you know and I walked, you voted for Illinois. <laughs> fuck you! I walk through my neighborhood and I realize I'm surrounded by the enemy. And when I say that, I'm I'm being a little bit uh, um, hyperbolic. But the thing is, I'm surrounded by signs that say "Black Lives Matter." Black Lives Matter. Everybody's welcome here. Here's who we welcome: is a, it, a, a isn't list. One of your
1: neighbors, like a former marine. A,
0: a list of yeah, but he's he moved out. Oh, okay, so I'm I'm alone here. So basically. <laughs> They get the signs that say uh, "All are welcome here," and then they list what's welcome. Guess what's missing from who's welcome?
1: Um, pet owners.
0: Hawaii people. So on my
1: aren't these Hawaii people Hawaii the signs people.
0: up? So uh, yeah, on one side of me is a Bernie bro. The other side of me, on my next door, my next neighbor has resist bumper stickers. Um,
1: I saw that. I parked right behind one yeah, of them.
0: Yeah, so they don't
1: have a resist bumper sticker anymore. Really? Yeah. Huh? So. It's a Trump
0: 2021. <laughs> sure. I'm kidding. So so that's what I'm surrounded by in my neighborhood. I don't have neighbors that I could... And what I'm thinking is if something went down and there were groups, maybe even just 20, that come through my neighborhood deciding they're going to test you know, what they can get away with, well, a lot of my neighbors are going to basically open the doors to them and, and oh, I'm bend over and grab their ass cheeks and say, have at me. But some of them might say, hey... I think this guy's a Trump supporter down the block. Why don't you go after him?
1: Yeah, but you know what that that would happen then? There wouldn't be 20 of them.
0: Well, not at the end of it. <laughs> but the, you know, the thing that's, but I'm not I'm not joking no, about I'm mean. not joking about that. I think some of the neighbors would do something just like that and some of the neighbors have probably 20 or 20-year-olds 20 or living that them teenage kids that, that would absolutely join in on it against me. Because I'm the enemy. I'm a Trump supporter, and they've and I'm not like super blatant about it here because you know, <laughs> why you know why draw attention to yourself like that? But you know people know it, and uh, I don't have anybody here that I'd be willing to stand up for uh, and say we're going to protect our neighborhoods because I know you know I, I couldn't trust them. I couldn't yeah. trust any of them. So why am I here? And I'm thinking it's time to get the fuck out of here. And that's
1: not- Tim Pool's moving out of New Jersey.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. The, the guy's so funny tim pool has been i've been checking out some his shit on twitter he is so fucking hardcore red pill right on twitter that you just laugh because you're like god damn damn oh, right on and then he gets on the youtube and he tries to do some fence sitting and you're like no 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 dude i saw your tweets you are not you are just doing this for your liberal audience to have the bona fide so that they still you know they still listen to you but he's like talking about he'll he'll say stuff like um play stupid games, win stupid prizes, right? He'll say that, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, just today, he'd been saying it for a, quite a while. And then just today, he gets on with videos, and he's like, there are people out there that'll say, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And that's just a little too harsh. And I'm like, dude,
1: you were playing. He's both. also on YouTube, though, going, this is it. I think this is it. I think it's over. Yeah. I think we've gone over this. The guy's edge. funny. Like,
0: the guy's going insane, I think.
1: Tim, calm down.
0: <laughs> his, his brain's trying to figure out how to do this. but.
1: Um. Well, one thing I want to bring up is we mentioned – what could happen and I think what most likely will happen when this officer is acquitted, not because I believe he's not guilty. I think they're going to have a hard time. Yeah. He's, he's, swinging gui- first he's, degree he's murder.
0: guilty of something. He should be charged with the appropriate crime so that it's yes. so that the prosecution can get it to stick.
1: So let's just say um, he doesn't get acquitted and he goes to jail. You know what's going to happen in this area, in the lake and Chicago area where it it all burned down? So nobody's going to want to build anything for a while. Target might come back. They might not. Um, They might say, hey, why bother? Most of these businesses are down there who aren't franchised, probably aren't going to be able to come back. And the ones that do will probably want to move to an area like Hugo's was saying, hey, we'll probably be back, just maybe not here. Yeah, and they shouldn't. Right. It shouldn't. So now you're going to have a blighted area. So what happens with blighted areas? They look bad for a while then they look worse for a while. And then some politician goes, "God, we got to get something in here. So what does a city do to increase uh, um, blighted areas? To erase them and everything. You have them declared blighted. They put some funding behind them. So... You can come in and put your business in there.
0: And tax breaks for people that are willing to go in there.
1: Which I, look, I'm not a government, I'm not a big government guy, but that is one of the things I think is a great tool for government. But who comes in and uses that stuff? It is not low-income housing people. It's not your mom and pop kind of business. It is companies like Starbucks and, you know, that have the wherewithal and the money to do that and look at it and say, hey, we can get some cheap land. We can build a big space. The, the uh, politicians are going to love it because they can say, hey, look, we brought this business in. And if that works, because a lot of times it doesn't work in a blighted area, but if it does work, now what happens? Now you've got condos that go up there because they've got the new Target and the new Starbucks and everything's walkable. And we've got, you know, all this green space and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Who comes in there? fucking hipsters
0: white people
1: yeah and so next thing you know this place that had rent assisted $500 a month kind of apartments that were beat up has $2,500 a month bigger apartments with you know uh, movie theaters and gyms and their own laundromats and all that stuff and all those people who used to live there can't afford to live there anymore and then They will bitch about gentrification.
0: Well, you know, Rooster, this was all part of the plan. This is the, when you talk about systemic white racism, this is part of the plan. Because they bring in the KKK and the three percenters to start these riots when there's peaceful protests, when black people have just had enough and they just want to show that they've had enough and they want to peacefully protest just like Martin Luther King did. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Excuse me. How dare I? Um, Let me, let me uh, take a knee here. I'm sorry, Culpa, I'm sorry. So, um, they they bring in so for the for the protesters, they just want attention to be drawn to their suffering at the hands of white people, and you know, you know, that's that's you know that's par for the course. You know, there's no looting or rioting from that community. What happens is outside forces come in, and that outside forces is KKK, three percenters, the militia boogaloo types, the rednecks. They all come in and they just ba- oh, and police, pl- undercover police officers too. And they go put on their hoods and their masks and their blackface, and they just burn it all fucking down. And the next thing you know, guess who's blamed? Black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guess guess who suffers from it? Black people. So it's all about white oppression.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean that that's the message that there's that's the message that's been been sent out there that KKK. And this wasn't just like random Twitter people. It was fucking city council members. It was was... fucking Governor Walls. It was fucking Mayor Fry saying that white supremacists are in fomenting this uh, violence.
1: How many, if you had to guess, and I have no statistics on this, but if you just had to guess, how many KKK slash white supremacists do you think there are in the entire country?
0: Hmm. Thirty thousand, maybe at the uh, most. That's probably twenty-five.
1: That's probably half again as many as I thought.
0: There. Okay, was. at the most, yeah, twenty-five thousand at the most.
1: Now I'm not talking racist people, like I, actual
0: card-carrying members that wear the hoods and all that.
1: Yeah, ones that have that and they hang the neo-Nazi flag grand. in their living room and they're really into it. And two thousand, three thousand, maybe. I, I would say it's less than twenty thousand. Yeah. And they're not all in the same states, and well, I and, don't, I don't think they have a sophisticated network of and, how they travel. And another and, thing
0: is they're not brave enough to show up in a in a city and and try to um, destroy black properties amongst the black people who are protesting and think they're going to get away with it. They're not brave enough to do that. They're not smart enough to kind of coordinate something like that usually too. And they don't have the the drive or the finances to make something like that happen. But you know who does have the drive and finances to make something like that happen? Soros and yeah. people that fund Antifa and that try to break down your nation by, by, uh, sending out agitators. So there were out of state people coming in here. I guarantee it. And they're probably already here fomenting this and like agitating this.
1: We had one listener contact me on the Facebook page and I'm not going to use your name. Cause you know, it, unless you'd want me to, but Talking about Brandon, no, I'm just kidding. I, don't I don't know brandon why are you winking <laughs> um contact me and said that showed a clip of an interview with a guy who was like someone goes why are you protesting he's like because i'm paid to be here and you just go to georgesoros.com i and saw you, that and i'm like eh. i said I, do i think that soros is a motherfucker who's paying for some of this stuff absolutely do I think this is that this guy's real? I don't know that just because it almost seemed like a troll. I'm like, you go there yourself and do it. Yeah. You know, if he's just saying, Oh, you just go there and you say, you want to do it and you start getting a check. I'm like, uh, it was funny, but I was as, like, you could check that yeah. yourself, go try and do it. And then sent me a picture that said, what do you think about this? And it was like Soros. it was a bus and it was like Soros, something, you know, tear it all down kind of party or something. And I'm like, again, that's a little too brazen. I'm like, I just, that seems like a troll job to me. Do I think that Soros pays to have these? Absolutely, I think he does.
0: Because that's what that fucker does.
1: I, and that's been proven hmm? that he funds groups like Antifa. But, you know, is he that brazen about it? No, I don't think so. Well, if
0: you've heard, you've seen the videos of people finding like bricks. Piled up in, yeah. in areas and flammable materials piled up in alleys and stuff. Yeah. And like even the the protesters themselves going, Man, this is bullshit. This is some bullshit, right? Here. You're <laughs> trying to set us up, aren't you? you know, yes, yeah,
1: exactly. Like, <laughs> well, there was the one video of the the black woman telling the white people who are spray painting stuff, Cut that out. They're going to blame us for that. Yeah. And the white people go, They're going to kill you anyway.
0: <laughs> I didn't hear that part.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was on Twitter.
0: Wow. Did you see the the video of the the Karen that rolled up on those girls that were scrubbing the graffiti off the wall? No. Uh, these three or four girls are helping with the cleanup, and I can't remember what city this is. And I've got it tabbed. I've got so many tabs, by the way, that I can't find anything anymore because <laughs> it's like they're they're so small. I have a that thing I can't about re-
1: my computer where I only have two tabs at a time. It's like a thing I do.
0: Yeah, it's, it's dumb. I, I shouldn't have, I should have done different, uh, instead of, uh, tabs, I should have done different. Uh, but anyways, she rolls up on and goes, what are you doing And there? And she, and they're going, well, we're removing graffiti. And She goes, that's BLM. And they go, yeah, but that, and she goes, why are you taking that down? Don't you think black lives matter? And they're like, well, we were trying to take that graffiti down. We couldn't. So we came over here to clean this up. And she goes, um, do you think that's a good use of your white privilege? You
1: Shoulda said, do you want to speak to the manager?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's one of those instances where I'm I'm at that level right now of rage that if I witnessed that, I don't think I could stop myself. I'd pull her out of the fucking window and beat the living shit out of her. I don't think I could stop. So I got to stay away from those situations right now the way the way I am. Cuz that that right there is the problem. And then you've got now And
1: if if that ever happens, I just want people to know that while Crow was saying that he was winking and crossing his fingers. Yes,
0: absolutely. I'll agree at this time. I will agree. <laughs> it's all a lark. Um, the new thing now is that um, all the white people are taking a knee um, to, show, to show their support for, for black people. Um, we even have police officers taking a knee. We even have National Guard taking their knees. Um, and we have uh, medical workers standing out in the streets of New York clapping as the as protesters go by and taking a knee and saying solidarity for, for, for
1: White black codes lives. White for matter. black lives. I hate that one.
0: And I'm just I'm sick of the, uh, the self debasement and the capitulation to a, like a terrorist attitude. It's like, you have to do this. You have to, you have to do this. It's like, it's like uh, gangsters coming into town and saying, yeah, you know, um, you have to donate to such and such charity or otherwise, you know, and we'll protect your business too. Cause there's some bad guys out there. It's all, it's, it's all, and our morning show here in Minneapolis, put it perfectly. Uh, uh drew Andrew from the justice and drew morning show, put it perfectly. because goes, this city is built upon, um, is run by grifters. And that's an absolute truth. That's what it is.
1: You know, I will I will disagree with you on the taking a knee thing in some cases. Not with the doctors. I think that's complete pandering. But uh, there was that one in Oklahoma City, which by the way hasn't rioted. So the protesters are out there yelling at the cops and stuff, and the cops took a knee, and the protesters were like, whoa. And then one of the cops walked out, and one of the protesters walked out, and they they shook hands and everything, and I guess they had sort of a sort of just a you know, let's all get along kind of moment. And there was no riot because of it. These protesters were, they said their piece, they moved on, you know? And if you can, if you can share some of that humanity a little bit, I'm okay with that. What I don't like seeing is the things like where the, the, um, you know, the cops will say, okay, well, if will we take a knee, will you not destroy stuff?
0: Yeah. Well, the circumstances of what you're talking about are very narrow. And most of it is, it turns out to be the capitulation, which doesn't work, the taking the knee. And then you get the videos of these fucking dipshit liberals taking a fucking knee and then having um, a, a black woman standing there with a megaphone saying, uh, reciting something about I will use my privilege for yeah, this. See, and then they repeat it. I will use my privilege for that. This That is disgusting and sickening behavior. That I don't go for. Yeah. So, but that's that's what most of it turns out to be. There's another video, and this is.
1: But I, again, I think there are cases where it doesn't, and I'm okay with that.
0: Okay, I, I'll admit, I'll, I'll say that yeah, there probably are cases where it probably would lead to a better. Um, if if you had if you had. Uh, um, principles on both sides or if you had a principled person you're dealing with but you're not most of these people are not principled the the women with the microphone she's getting a kick out of this a thrill out of this this is power for her it's an evergreen college yeah and there's and i'm seeing all these these agitators that going out you know basically saying kill the white people i've seen videos of it there's there's one of them screaming kill white people kill white people take it to their take it to the suburbs kill the white people you know and and then if you if you sit there and take a knee and 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 capitulate and bow and and kiss boots which is another thing that's happening um no, do do oh you think God. do you think that self debasement is good for anyone do you think that's going to help anyone no it's not it's not going to make them um it's not going to make them look at you as if oh, okay now things are better they're going to look at you with contempt on top of hatred you yeah. know and that's what's happening and there's like a a video i saw where because there's no forgiveness there's a video i saw where some stupid doofy white kid was picking up trash throwing it in a recepta- receptacle trash bin <laughs> and two black women are sitting there pulling trash out and throwing on the ground with smirks on their faces while he go in and picked it up and threw it back in, you know, basically cleaning up after them. And they're showing, yeah, you are subservient to me. It's like, that's not the message you don't want. If that looked bad in reverse, if it was two white people doing that to a black person, it would look disgusting and, well, it, would be disgusting. and it is. So if you, if it would be disgusting in reverse, just if it would look bad, if you did it the other way, don't do it. Right. That's all there is to it.
1: Here's here's my question about taking a knee, and maybe people will think this is uh, a little too insensitive, but I don't fucking care. Isn't taking a knee like a bad symbol in this in this point? Because isn't that kind of what Officer Chauvin did to uh, Floyd? <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. It, he's the whole this whole thing started with someone putting their knee on a guy's back, and now your symbolism for you know, resisting is taking a knee. I realize Kaepernick started that beforehand, whatever, you know, and I don't, unlike many people, I don't think Kaepernick should be stopped from taking a knee during the national anthem. I don't want the NFL to step in and say, you can't do that. I don't, I don't want that stuff. You know, I think it's disgusting to do it. I think it's stupid, but I, as a person who, uh, you know, pushes free speech, Fine, you go ahead and do that. If uh, if the NFL decides they want to ban it or whatever because of capitalistic reasons, that's their choice. But, you know, people want to take a knee all you want, but it stops when you pick up a brick and start throwing it. That's different. Do
0: you see that all these uh, protests are sweeping across not only the nation but the other European countries?
1: Yeah, what the fuck? So
0: Sweden's getting a lot of it right now. Um, and talk about taking a knee. There's a video I saw where there's um these two swedish police officer women blondes petite blondes and what they do is they get out of their patrol car in the middle of of these uh of these quote-unquote protesters and they take a knee and they pull out a sign that says uh white silence is violence oh my god and then promptly get their squad car destroyed so it's a video clip i'd play it but it's you know it's more visual than audio but uh because it's, it's a video clip and she starts crying so she, you know a video clip shows the woman submitting to the mob before she is hugged by black people and a muslim woman woman wearing a hijab but uh it you know they're trying to like soften what happened though but yeah she uh, she uh takes a knee and then cries after the protesters quote unquote, attack her and her vehicle and destroy her vehicle after she holds the sign capitulating saying white science is violence i'm taking a knee i'm with you well what good did they do you well, I guess you got some black people hugging you afterwards, and you got a, a Muslim woman a hijab. Oh, bully for you!
1: You know, we talk about um, giving in and all this stuff. I was, it made me think of you know these Antifa types and how tough they really aren't, you know, because they have to wear their masks and right. do all this stuff. Did you see the Antifa guys who uh, looted the cop car and managed to get a hold of an AR fifteen? Yeah, and that security guard, I think it was in New York City, just came over and took it out of the guy's hands. Oh, yeah. He just walks over, put his pistol right on the guy, and this guy's got an AR fifteen.
0: Yeah. I I, I heard he, he popped off a couple of rounds in the into the car.
1: Well he might have done that.
0: Yeah. Not the not the security guard. The no, the right. Yeah.
1: But the guy the basically just walked up on him and That
0: yeah, was beautiful. And then I could tell the guy was like ex military or or military because as soon as he took the gun from him. Um, well he had a no nonsense look about him but as soon as he took the gun he cleared it and like dropped the mag out of it like without a second thought dropped the mag and cleared it I'm like yeah. if I would have disarmed let's say I just had the the ability and, and, and circumstances and I disarmed that guy I'd be so freaked out like adrenaline would be so fucking high the last thing I would think about is dropping the mag out of that you know what I'm talking about it's yeah. like that was like a, a total military thing right there that was some like, like no thinking training kind of stuff right yeah, there it was no nonsense. muscle memory is what but that was he
1: was either that or you know some former law enforcement because the way he moved up on that oh, yeah. kid it was and i say kid because the guy was all of what five six yeah. five seven 130 pounds yeah. but he had the gun he's holding the gun down like he's all tactical and everything yeah if you had an ar-15 in your hands and somebody walked up to you and started putting a pistol on you would you just let him? no
0: i would i'd assume they're gonna shoot me exactly yeah
1: I mean, this guy did not, he wasn't holding it down. He had it pointed at his Mm -hmm. chest. Mm -hmm. He pulls that trigger. That kid's dead. Yeah. And you're just, (laughs) I mean, the balls that this guy had when he walked up on him and took it and the little tiny nubbins that the guy had to let him do it. Yeah. And he had his buddies with him too. Yeah. And I'm not saying this kid, hey, should have shot that guy. No. I'm just saying as soon as you pick up a gun like that in a crowd like that with a mask on like that and you start popping off rounds into a, into a police car you better expect to get shot. Yeah. And if you're holding a gun while you're going to get shot, you better get some rounds off.
0: Yeah. At least that guy, the guy that the, the dude that disarmed him was um, um, an honorable dude. Yeah. he was and a that's security guard
1: get. for like a nearby. Yeah.
0: Or I thought it was for a reporter or something. Even I thought I, maybe I just I heard I it know. was
1: security and standing nearby. But it,
0: it is giving me some hope when I watch some of these videos of these little fuckers getting, getting what's coming to them. or the guy that tried to throw a, a Molotov cocktail into a church. Or was it a... No, it was a museum. Did you see that? No. It's a video. They stopped showing it, obviously. Um, But he was at the top of the stairs. There was a Molotov that somebody had either thrown or he had dropped. So the video starts with the Molotov on the ground at the top of these stairs. And he bends over. He's got big, long dreadlocks. Bends over, picks up the Molotov, turns towards the door at the top of the stairs, and hurls the Molotov over his head. And it's already leaking liquid. So it just douses him with flames. (laughs) And he's like up like a candle and he goes running down the stairs (laughs) and he likes rolling around the ground and all these people are trying to pat him out with their bare hands and like good every one of you fuckers i hope you get third degree burns from this shit fuck you so it made me happy and then you see the video of the two guys the bricks it's, no. a, it's like a night video, so it's like black and white kind of. And these two two guys walk up to a building, and they got these big cinder bricks oh, in their hands. Yeah, yeah. One guy winds up in, and throws his brick, and then he kind of starts like walking in front of the other guy as he <laughs> releases his brick, like from four feet away. Yeah. That, locks him right in the fucking head. That wasn't
1: from this. though. I don't care. But that's an old one. Yeah. But, but seeing that
0: stuff is what makes me, you know, it, it brings my calm level <laughs> up again and my <laughs> it's rage just down. Old cocked
1: him with oh, the brick. Oh, it was
0: beautiful. Yeah. It didn't happen for this, but seeing those videos makes you. It makes you just go, okay. Good. Some people get, get what's coming to them.
1: Well, did you see Black Lives Matter might be waking up a little bit here? Because now they're like going to the Antifa people. <laughs> they're like, um, yeah, we don't think we're with you.
0: Yeah. Well, there's you know, a video of uh, them taking a Antifa thug piece of shit that was breaking up some property or using a hammer on the on the, on the the cement um, a street corner. And a bunch of these pr- uh, protesters picked him up and l- dragged him over to the police line, threw him at the police line, said, take him. This motherfucker—he's not part of us. You know, it got a little bit weird for a bit there because it was like hectic. But finally, one of the one of the protesters that dragged him over got like thrown in with him, like past the police line. Mm-hmm. And the police are like, "He's like, no, I'm not with him. I'm not with him." And the police are just like, "All right, and, like, put him back." And just <laughs> took the guy. There. So they're getting sick of these fucking guys. A lot of them are. Well, but I mean, they a lot of the protesters are getting sick of them. But then there there are a lot of them that are just opportunistic assholes that don't give two shits. So it doesn't take much to spark. Uh, looting and rioting from these assholes. It's not a principled thing. So, you know, they're they're not worried about who's infiltrating what. They just want shit to pop off so they can take advantage.
1: Look, if I was in the minority, um, like you are as a disabled black lesbian, mm-hmm. um, and I felt like people of my race were being hurt disproportionately by the majority, I would go out and I would protest. But I wouldn't be saying stuff like, burn this bitch down and all that yeah. stuff. I wouldn't, I would, I would be trying to raise awareness. I don't think I'd walk on a highway doing it. Um, and I, to be honest, don't expect that I'd be allowed yeah. to walk on a highway. Um, but my point is I'm okay with some people expressing, uh, you know, issues with like the Philando Castile shooting with um, the Eric Garner thing. I mean, that guy got choked out. For selling loose cigarettes, you know. Come on, let's. No,
0: but it was like a, it was like a seven second choke, I, and the I guy know. died for underlying health reasons. So I, yeah, I get there's, that. there's, there's,
1: and I'm not saying that cop murdered nuance. that guy. There's nuance.
0: Yeah, there's nuance to that.
1: Yeah, but I'm just like going, what? Come on, what are we going after this guy for? But the interesting thing to me is, and I feel the same way about the uh, George Floyd situation. Okay. But the interesting thing to me is I heard, I think it was on Justice and Drew, they said, um, this guy's passing a counterfeit bill in a pandemic where he's been out of work. Is this all Governor Wall's fault? Mm -hmm. There we go. I don't know how much worse the COVID lockdown has made this. But I think there's a lot of pent-up angst and fear. There's
0: absolutely contribution the, this is a contra, con, uh, contributing factor to, to the the severity of, of this, at least.
1: And Rush Limbaugh had this point where he said, you know, the shootings of unarmed black men by cops have been plummeting. As much as four years ago, it was like 38 or 40 black men across the country getting killed by cops. No, we're talking unarmed black men. We're not talking about ones where... They had a gun and they shot at the cops and the cops killed them because I think if you find black men shot by cops, it's significantly higher, but we're also talking about people who had weapons on them and, you know, were in situations where they had, they were going to get shot last year across the entire country, nine, nine unarmed black men, 18 and a half times as many cops have been killed by black, by black men. Okay, and black men are about 6% of the population. So it's a disproportionate amount. But, um, you know, Rush Limbaugh was talking about this, and he says, why is that number falling so fast? Could it be, he goes, I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there, that we've had a plummeting percentage of black unemployed people that maybe when they're employed... They're not out causing trouble. And you could say, I think, probably rightly so. When a
0: person is employed, they have some self-respect, some dignity.
1: It could be that. you, You might also say, well, look, the people who are committing these crimes aren't the kind who are now employed. All right, fine, I'll grant you that. But what did you just say when you say that? You're saying that no, th- that problem part of the population will isn't. Yeah, there's the a subclass the
0: that's going to be that no matter what you do is what you're yeah. saying when you say that.
1: So I don't know why that number's been going down, but that is a statistical fact that it has been going down. And why is that? And it would be really interesting to me to break it down by city.
0: Well, if you if you and if you break down the interactions, police interactions with people based on race, and you and you do it by hundred thousand, so you do it. Um, you're not taking, you know, just numbers, raw numbers, because you know, obviously there's more white people than there are black people, like uh, quite a bit more. So if you, raw numbers, you go, well, more white people are killed by police than black people. And they go, well, there's a lot more white people and, and it's more brutal. You know, the black people are more brutalized than white people. And I go, well, if you look at the statistics per 100,000, it it's it, interactions with the police. It tends to be more white people are, uh, killed by, by police. Even if you, if you take into account the, the numbers, you know, if you t- turn into percentages mm-hmm. and, and that's getting, it's, it's getting, it's getting no coverage when a white guy, and I could, I've got all these tabs. I've, you can bring up white guys that have been brutalized or murdered by police. There's actually situations that were very similar to what happened to, um, um, St. George here. Um, and I say in that because the coverage of this has gotten so ludicrous where the guy's getting buried in a golden coffin and they've got these, you know, um, uh, Multiple um, funerals for him.
1: Is he really getting buried in a gold coffin? Yeah.
0: Have you, have you seen the pictures? No. Coffin's gold, gold plated.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
0: And then you see these beautiful murals of him popping up all over the city. They're, it's like they're deifying him. It's 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 ridiculous. I mean, that's why I say that. Um, but there's a there's videos of of a of a white guy has almost the exact same situation where he is laying on. They've got him on his stomach and they've got their hands on his on his neck and back, holding him down. He didn't do anything violent. He's just laying there, and he's actually crying. He goes, you guys are going to kill me. He's crying. And uh, guess what? He stops breathing, stops moving. The cops make fun of him, start joking around, uh, you know, calling, you know, night, night, big, you know, whatever. Uh, You're going to miss your breakfast in the morning, buddy. <laughs> Turns out he died. Do you, hear, do you hear about this guy? You've never heard his name. You never there was no writing because of that. Now, that was a bullshit thing. The, all the cops got off for it, by the way.
1: Well, and that was a thing, you know, when uh, Charlemagne was on with Rush, and he goes— you know if there were any white people who got killed by cops like this you'd you'd know their names no you fucking wouldn't no you, you, and you i don't i wish rush had had that yeah. you know to be able to say that and there was the guy in las vegas who got shot crawling towards the cops. yeah this
0: poor guy got they called for some weapons thing and, and a militarized police force showed up a guy uh, cops with ar-15 showed up in the hallway called him out he was drunk this poor guy wearing shorts and a t-shirt comes out no weapon on him and is crying they says, please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. And they tell him to get on the ground, give him conflicting orders, finally tell him to start crawling towards them. And then the poor guy's shorts start falling down. He reaches down to fucking hike his shorts up and they murder him. Yeah. And this doesn't happen to white people, though, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, and there was something else from there that they said that pissed me off, too. Oh, they said, uh, yeah, there's a there's a cop in Minneapolis, a black man who shot a white woman and he's in jail. How come uh, this guy? First of all, there was no riots. Second
0: of all, it took a long time. The guy was getting paid.
1: Second of all, we had a trial. We had a
0: trial and it took a long time. He was not cooperative. He was getting paid while they were uh, investigating him. Yeah. And, and they finally uh, got, what was it? Third degree or manslaughter charges for him. So, you know, justice was served, but do 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 you, do you see this kind of reaction from that? Yeah. You never will. You never will.
1: Although that was the tipping point for Betsy Hodges. That's what got her tossed out.
0: Uh, the police chief from Minneapolis before no, her mayor. Uh, mayor. You're right. Was the police fired, chief was uh, Harto.
1: Yeah, she fired Harto. Yeah, before sorry. that, she offered Harto up to the mob, and that didn't stop her from getting— She was like, hey, eat her first. It came for her anyway.
0: But there, but but you got, you got people talking about, well, black people have more negative interactions with police, and they go, well, black people do commit more crime.
1: Well, and here, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to deny for one second, and you may disagree with me, but that's fine. We can have differing opinions. Uh we're past curfew here in the second bunker, and I'm gonna get it in my car and drive out. Rebel. Yeah, I know. And I might get well, I'm not staying here with you. Um, I might get pulled over. Scufflaw. Yeah, maybe I do. I'm not going to, to deny for one second that If I turn on my dome light while the cop pulls me over, because I do that, um, and the cop sees that I'm a white guy versus a black guy, that in general, his attitude approaching me is going to be different than his attitude would be in the same area for a black person. I'm not going to deny that very strong uh, possibility. Yeah. But that's because I believe a lot of people in the black community... Right away, don't treat the cops with any respect. And you can say whether that that's the way the cops treat them, regardless. You generally get out of the interaction with the police what you give to the police in an interaction. You know, if you show them you're going to be a problem for them, you're going to have problems. And there will be, and I've talked to black people who have said this, they're like, why should I just do what the officer tells me? I don't know because he's got a gun and a badge and he can call a lot more people with guns and badges and why don't you just listen to what it is he wants you to do before you cop an attitude with him, you know? Right. Like if I'm leaving, I know how that interaction would go and a cop pulls me over and says, ah, you're out past curfew. I'd say, look, I was over at a friend's house. I'm going home tonight. Here's my ID. Here's where I live. Right. I'm two miles from the 494-694 loop. Where it's not curfew, you know? Well, l- 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 and if he offers me a citation, I'll go, okay, you got me. I'm not going to be like, what the fuck are you stopping me for? It's because I'm black, isn't it?
0: Yeah. You know? Well, just uh, take a look at anybody listening here. Take Maybe a look I should at- should
1: say that. Take he only he pulls up, I'll go, this is because I'm black.
0: I did it? once. He did not find that funny.
1: <laughs> you did not? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: He, he, he said, uh, do you know why I pulled you over? And I go, is it because I'm black? And he didn't laugh.
1: Shut up. You said yeah. that.
0: I just kind of, like because I wasn't doing anything wrong. I, I was probably five minutes over the speed limit, or five miles over the speed
1: limit. You got a set of balls on you, man. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I assumed that it was going to break the ice. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, I did get a ticket.
1: <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> It was more kidding. like
0: eight, eight miles over the speed limit, but yeah. whatever. Um, anybody listening here should go look up Sovereign Citizen videos. Mm-hmm. So these People that call themselves sovereign citizens, they basically say "fuck you" to law enforcement. You know that we we our rules are our own. We don't we don't uh, we don't abide by your your rules, kind of thing. You don't have any authority over me. Yeah, they don't. They don't have to have driver's licenses to drive, and you know you have no right to pull them over. This, that, and the other. And so they they always say I'm a sovereign citizen, and they have kind of this little speech prepared where they go, "You don't have a rights," and you know, and they always say, oh, "Bring me your your um, your know, commanding officer." It's like that, and the cops immediately are like "fuck this guy." <laughs> yeah. You know because they know and uh do you think that attitude gets these people anywhere they end up getting fucking pulled out of their car eventually they end up the cop ends up breaking out their windows and pulling them out of the car whether it be female male black or white because all yeah. these sovereign citizens there's they're they're every race is a, there's there are parts of these these groups
1: in almost every one of these videos i see it's a guy driving the car and a woman in the in the passenger seat starting shit all the talking. yeah
0: instigating shit <laughs> Ain't that, ain't that the truth?
1: <laughs> it, well, and it like you said, it doesn't matter if she's black, white, Asian, whatever, Hispanic. Yeah. It's always that woman in the sovereign citizen car causing all the shit. I did see on Live PD one time they were pulling over this guy who they knew was a sovereign citizen. And his license plate is like basically a uh, thin placard that says license plate on it. I mean, it was just like <laughs> numbers he wrote on it. And they go, that's not a." he goes, you can't. Because you can't like, tell me I have to have like one. It's like Parks
0: and Rec when Ron Swanson's uh, grilling in the park. Yeah. And the cop goes, you know, you have a permit for the... Let, let me pull this... Up. Pulls out a handwritten note saying the Constitution or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <free laughs> well, we've country. run pretty long here. There's all kinds of extra shit we would love to have gotten into. Um, well, I don't know if loved is the right word, but we wanted to get to. But we knew this was going to run long. We're already... Uh, Almost an hour and a half here. I do want to
1: say really quickly though, just watch for that COVID explosion we're going to get because all these protesters are near each other wearing masks. Well, we're all going to die from the COVIDs.
0: Well, even like two weeks ago when we had the protests at the uh, governor's mansion for the uh, to end the lockdown, they were saying that's going to cause an explosion. That was four weeks ago. Okay, that that did did that cause an explosion of COVID? Uh,
1: I don't know. It did not. We have more cases than uh, Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota and uh iowa individually and all those states are opening up
0: yeah so So, yeah right now with what's going on the the fact that walls did not end the lockdown um for the businesses i mean that i mean this guy is just in la la land he just doesn't understand any i mean maybe he does maybe he maybe he knows more than us and he's just like that these minnesotans they'll still vote democrat They're, they're next watch next elections there, there won't be one republican voted and i'll be like well okay you guys you guys you guys called it i'm fucking out i'm out of here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you want to contact us it's uh email is rooster at bread and circuses podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com
1: and look us up on our facebook page uh bread and circuses podcast like share comment all of that we appreciate it see you bye